The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Welcome to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, where we explore nighttime dreams, daytime desires, and the best ways to transform the tragic into magic. Because let's face it, we all dream, we all have our blessings, and we all have our challenges, myself included. And I don't want any of us to take any of those things lying down, if you know what I mean. I just wrote a book entitled, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste. I'm excited to explore the topic with you, whether it relates to your waking or sleeping dreams, because we're dreaming all the time, people. So let's make it the best dream possible. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Welcome to the show today. I am so excited to be joined by my friend, Joey Sutton. Oh my God, she's so much more than a friend. She's my co-host on a new series called Anatomy of Friendship. Joey is a certified holistic health practitioner. She is the author of many eBooks, including the download on the upflow, insults and antidotes, down low on the upflow. And you get a free book when you go to her website, which is loveyourwaytohealth.com. And the name of the book that people receive when they go to your website is what? Five foods that promote healthy weight and stabilize energy naturally. Just simple changes. I want to know those five foods. Can you say them really quick? No? Oh my God. People have to go to your website and get them. Okay. Forget that. So we're... the. Even though normally we talk about dreams and everything is a dream, so we can really talk about anything, but the focus today is on gratitude. And the first thing I'm grateful for is this incredible friendship that we have that I, I could literally spend hours and hours just talking about the depth and the juice and the, and the gold. And this is why we've started anatomy of a friendship, this, this new podcast, because I can't, I, I feel like I can no longer just hold it all to myself. I am bursting at the seams to share the principles of what we've got with one another. But mostly I want to, we're going to talk about gratitude today. So first, I'm grateful for you. Um, maybe let's just define gratitude. So off the, like in this moment, what does gratitude mean to you? Mm, I think gratitude is like the recognition that everything that I have, including this breath, is a sacred gift and everything more than my breath is a sacred gift. And the more gratitude that Mm. I have, the more the recognition of the sacred gifts that I have in my life, the more I get. 
It's mm. like wealth begets wealth and gratitude yes. begets more things to be grateful for. Um, and, and then of course it makes me think about our friendship acronym, which runs us through how to see friendships and people and life in a way where we're not entitled to anything and everything we have is a precious, precious gift that, you know, I think I'm repeating myself now, everything's a precious gift that if we treat it with proper dignity and look at it with innocence and beauty, that we have a better experience of life. Honestly, gratitude is, I think, a gift we give ourselves. Oh my God. And it's like a muscle that we build. And I think it gets stronger. I mean, I, I was having a, I was having a day yesterday. I, I don't normally have those days. I'm pretty, I mean, I'm not like a flat line, but I'm pretty buoyant normally. And I found myself just kind of spiraling and I started to force myself. I was making my bed. And instead of being like, why didn't Dana make it? I was like, I'm just grateful I have a bed. And as I was making the bed, I'm grateful I have these sheets. I'm grateful I have these blankets. I'm grateful I have these pillows. I'm grateful I have the body that can make the bed. And I started to feel a little bit better. And literally, <laughs> I, and this was like in a pretty teary day yesterday. Knock, knock, knock on my door my gardener shows up with a box of a dozen Winchell's donuts, just like what? And he doesn't have a car. So he had to take a bus from like for hours, walk up to Panga Canyon. Like that's a long, like he doesn't have a car and he wanted to bring me donuts. There's no Winchell's near here. There's no Winchell's anywhere near here. I mean, where did he get these from? And I mean, there was some part of me that was just like, I don't eat sugar, no thanks. But oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. I'll no. eat them all. <laughs> uh, I, okay, wait. This is a, he's an angel. And it was, he has no idea. Like it was, it definitely tweaked me. So there was like just a moment of grace and I had a donut and so did Dana and we were very grateful. It just felt symbolic. Like he didn't even know what a raw moment he was walking into. And so I want to just, I, there's this one little story that happened to me a long time ago and I'm sure you've heard me share this, but maybe not. So I want to tell it really quickly because I feel like it it's important. Um, I was in a writing group with um, a couple people, Firestar and, and someone else. And we, there was a moment where my sister called in the middle of the writing session <laughs> and it was on a Sunday. And she said she had just gotten out of church. Maybe I'm not supposed to tell this story because I'm getting all of a clump just thinking about it. Okay. She called and said, I just got out of church. At church, they played the song, Amazing Grace. And I was thinking, I don't know what grace means. What is grace? And it was one of those things where, you know, like a, a word that you use all the time that you think, you know, all of a sudden I literally did not know what grace meant. And I had this like kind of buzzy feeling like I need to figure out what grace means. So I brought it into the writing session and I asked the women, what does grace mean to you? And they kind of wax poetic about what they thought it meant, but still like, what does it really mean? And what is the, how does the song Amazing Grace go? Maybe there's some clues in that. And all we could do, 
This was in the early days of the internet, so you couldn't just look up lyrics to Amazing Grace. So we were trying to remember, I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. Mm, what else? And we couldn't remember the next verses, but we were like, okay. So I left on a cliffhanger. The next day, I'm on the Third Street Promenade, which is like an open air shopping area at the in Santa Monica, typing on my laptop, and suddenly a busker, a, a dude starts playing on his guitar right next to me, Amazing Grace. And I stop what I'm doing, close my laptop, and I, then I open my laptop again because I'm going to start typing when he starts to sing the second verse. Like, what is the second verse? And as soon as he starts to get into the second verse, a bunch of people walk over to him and start chatting him up and he stops singing. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I then close my laptop up again, pack everything up, walk over toward him and this group that's around him. And I wait my turn and I say, you were singing Amazing Grace and that was sounding great, but I really was curious about the second verse. Do you know what the lyrics are? And he said, honestly, I don't. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm, I told him why I was there. Like I'm kind of in this inquiry about what is grace? What do you think it means? And he says, well, he says something like, you know, the first thing that comes to me is it's like a ballerina, like, you know, a ballerina moves through the world kind of gracefully versus like a bull in a china shop that's just kind of rah, rah, rah. and these people that were there kind of they were like they weighed in and one person says i think grace is is when you're kind of like you, there's kind of an easiness about you like you're you're just not too grabby about it you're you know and and i and they, somebody said well what do you think it means i said i don't know i think it's I think it's kind of like a, a spiritual way of being like when you're full of grace, like there's this energy that comes through. Anyway, some guy walks by and he says, you're all wrong. Grace is the comes from the Latin root grazie, which means to be grateful. When you're grateful, you are put in a state of grace which means that harm can't come to you. It means that you do walk through the world more like a ballerina. All of these things are possible and it all starts with being grateful. That's why we say grace at dinner. It's gratitude. Okay, I pass it wow. to you. What okay. are you Guess what? I do not remember this story. Oh, good. So I'm so glad you told it and also, I have like three or four definitions for grace that I walk oh, around with. And okay. when I was young, I named my higher self grace and I put her into I a house that. in the future. And the very first song I ever signed was amazing grace. The whole thing, the whole thing, <gasps> all verses. But oh. let me tell you something interesting about the sign for grace. Oh, because there isn't an exact sign for grace. Oh, so what we came up with was, which means okay, so God, if people God's are watching, gift. they yes. can see, but people right. are listening. So describe it. Right. Okay. So the sign would be for God, which is like this sort of beautiful dance of the hand over the head, sort of like a, um, almost like, like a, a bow. like a like waving a... fern, like a waving fern up and over the head and down. Yeah. Gently in front of the face. And then as you get to the heart, the hand rolls down and then rolls out into an open hand. And so it's like God's gift 
is grace. Um, and I just love this story so much because you just reminded me of the, my connection with that word. When I am upset or having a hard time, I often ask myself to walk in grace with graceful steps, like the first person talked about regarding like being a ballerina. Mm -hmm. That's like being graceful, full of right. grace and walking in grace. And then there's the thought like God graces you with, with gifts. Like there are these, it's undeserved. almost like undeserved, undeserved exactly. Blessings. A gift is an undeserved, exactly. And then there's also there's like another definition, which of course eludes me like, at this moment. To give grace. Like that means like to give, I mean, to imagine like you're, it's like you're giving, you're being generous enough to somebody to assume their innocence or to mm -hmm. like, you're giving them grace to assume something that they had a good intent, even if something bad happened or something hurt you. you give well, and, grace. Yeah. And then there's like to grace someone with your presence. So that's an interesting, that's it's like, like a, a gift. It's like, a, yeah, it's like a blessing. So anyway, I love your story. And I'm remembering now that I have heard your story, but got to rehear it again because it's Groundhog's Day for me and 51st dates. <laughs> um, but I'm like, I'm the, the, the haunting, the sweet haunting of the memory of the story is now coming back around to me. But when I heard you say it, it was like, I'd never heard it before. So oh. anyway, love the word grace. And I love the word grace as gratitude. Love and that I love so that much. There's this signing. This this is so beautiful that mm. God's it's like gift. it's coming through. So there is a relationship between grace and gratitude. One thing I I notice, and it's partly why I'm so addicted to going to Teotihuacan, Mexico, and taking people on that sacred pilgrimage because I I feel like we 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 have this walk with the angel of death while we're there, and all of the things that we feel entitled to that we feel in that we feel so attached to we are aware the whole time that we're there that none of these things belong to us that they are all on loan and as much as we feel like we own them and as much as we feel attached to them they will be gone at some point and so we we actually enact the process of like settling our affairs turn like preparing to die and actually having a certain certain death of sorts where we the basic result is when i come back i often feel like i have this clean slate as if i've been given the gift of life all over again like i i did die but i got to come back and it's like i'm i'm um the jimmy stewart the george bailey stewart the George Bailey character that Jimmy Stewart plays in It's a Wonderful Life, where there's this <gasps> re-approaching life and looking at all the broken things from this new perspective, like the broken thing on this talk about the knob. That. The, the knob. knob on the on the, the stairwell. Right. It like that that normally comes off in your hand. You're like, ah, darn this thing. But it's like, ah, oh, the broken doorknob the broken piano key that doesn't play right like what if like all of these things are seen from a completely different perspective and that's I always feel like my best self when I'm in that place and we don't have to go to Teotihuacan to do that we don't have to go see any great healer across the planet I mean there's something in the just 
remembering to be grateful, remembering that nothing is owed to us. Everything is whipped cream. It's all extra. It's all extra. Including this friendship. What were you going to say? Oh. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Okay, I just want to say, um, before living in Lake Oswego, where I'm living now in this gorgeous bubble of like the Santa Barbara of Oregon, which is so (laughs) beautiful. And yes, before living here, I was lucky enough to get to live in a really cool craftsman style home in Southeast Portland with uh, my partner's sister. And we were living in the A, the upper floor of the A-frame sort of attic area. And we didn't have running water up there. We didn't have a toilet. We didn't have, you know, like a sink or so we could go down the wood stairs and out the wood door and down around. And there's a kitchen on one side and a bathroom on, on another. But I pee a lot. I am an older woman in menopause. So this is not easy <laughs> to live in an A-frame house without a potty. So we had we had a camping, we had a camping potty upstairs. And so thankfully I had a place to go to the bathroom. Um, and I really like baby wipes because when you don't have running water, you don't have a sink, you use baby wipes a lot. So okay. So on my less enlightened days, I would curse the A-framed house. I wouldn't curse the house. I would complain. I would complain and moan and groan about the A-frame house. Also, thankfully, I'm 5'2". My partner's 5'10". In an A-frame house, you kind of have to walk in the middle or you hit your head. So we hit our heads a lot on that ceiling. And um, yeah, so Mm. I complained about that. And it was a hard move from California to Oregon. It was, we love being in Oregon, but it was, it went from a comfortable apartment to a not as comfortable living situation. And so on my less good, grateful days, I would complain. Having said that, in my moments of gratitude, I, I love contrast because I would remember my ancestors who died in the, in the Holocaust. So on both sides of my mom and dad's family, there were many deaths. And the fact that a couple people survived and made it over here so that we could be here and be telling this story. And of course, I love Viktor Frankl and his, his book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning. When I complain enough and I find myself complaining, I immediately go to contrast. And I think my little A-frame house with my camping potty with, oh, I have to walk down the stairs and out the heavy door to the kitchen and the bathroom downstairs. I would think about all the people who my little A-frame house was a mansion that my safety of my, of my, um, 
of my home and the fact that I could take my camping potty and carry it downstairs and empty it in a real running toilet that I could flush. And, you know, remember when you were in Guatemala and you were building houses on trash dumps and you were helping to make compost potties and all these things. Like I always try to remember after I complain for a certain amount of time, go to contrast, go to contrast, go to contrast, because I have plenty of it to be grateful plenty. My worst day here is still a mansion and, you know, amazing compared to what my ancestors did not survive and what so many people did not survive and what so many people are surviving in right now. So anyway, I had to say that. Oh, I think it's so good. We need those moments of contrast. I mean, this is, this is not as, not anywhere near that extreme, but I think about, (laughs) I was on a train in going from Italy to Spain overnight on Halloween in, it was like 1987. And it was smashed like sardines and I had, and there was nowhere to sit and it was an overnight train and it was stopping because it kept breaking down. And I was so exhausted. All I wanted, I saw, like all I wanted was a seat like in these seats that this few people had, they were like really rickety, funky seats. They were not comfortable seats. And finally, somebody let me have a seat. And I was like, oh my God, thank God, there's a chair I could sit in. And it was like hard and metal, but I was so grateful. And I remember after a while of sitting there, I just wanted a space on the floor to just lay down and like curl up like on the floor I would have but there was no space on the floor and I was I found myself just like if there was just a space on the floor I'd be so happy and then I remember thinking remember how this feels remember this body sensation whenever you're back home and you can't sleep and you're having an uncomfortable night on your stretched out mattress with your lovely pillow that doesn't have 10,000 people standing around. Remember this and be grateful. And I swear to God, that was in 1987. I remember that to this day in the moments where my body is aching. I think about that. So we need the contrast. So thank God for the contrast. And we could even put this under the category of radical gratitude to be grateful for the difficult things because there's some, there's some place in us that is being chiseled. There's some consciousness, there's some awareness. It doesn't mean to be Pollyanna about it. It doesn't mean to not be authentic about the moaning and the groaning, but I think that there's something there. And I love that you used to call your old place camp, quit your bitchin'. Or the, <laughs> it makes me think of that. Oh my God. Which is the antithesis to the, <sighs> let's just be grateful. It's a muscle. Yeah. Okay. Final word. And then we will wrap this up with the little bow that it came in on. So final word okay. on grace, gratitude, whatever you want to say. I want to be grateful for the seasons. I just want to say something about the seasons because I, when I used to live in Westlake in California, I would drive up from Santa Monica to Westlake and there was only one and a half seasons after a little bit of rain where the, all the hills were green from grass and yeah. all the other seasons, they were beige because they were dead. And I would just get used to it. 
if it was green all the time, I would just get used to it. And I would want the next thing. I wouldn't want the next bigger tree or the next bigger, whatever. So nice. I just, yeah. I'm grateful for the seasons because it, it gives and it takes away and it gives and it takes away. And I think that that whole seasonal cycle is so necessary because as, as comfort seeking beings, I think we just get used to things being wonderful and we just want the next best wonderful. And so the seasons mm. take away and give back so that we you know, so that gratitude is yeah. written into our story via contrast. So anyway, right. this is oh about gratitude God. with contrast. I love it. And I just have to say one little thing, because I think the ego, my ego, has a little story that if I'm too grateful, then I don't get more things. I don't get more stuff. Like if I, if I want more, if I, if I'm too grateful, then maybe this is all I'll get. But I think that is the big trick. I think that is the the world is flat perspective. I think the more grateful I am for what I have, the more is given to me. I think there's that gratitude, like the rich get richer, the grateful get more things to be grateful for. I don't think being grateful for what I have takes away. And it doesn't mean make ourselves grateful for untenable situations. Like if we're truly being abused, oh, I'm so grateful I'm being abused. Like. No, that's not the same thing. But I think finding some gratitude does give us access to grace that just kind of puts us on a different plane of reality. Do you want to say anything to that before we? I do. I do. Because yeah. I wish we had more time to talk about, I'm afraid if I'm too grateful, then I won't yes. get more. Because there's something yeah. about that. Because I did a lot of yeah. that in the A-framed house. Yeah. I should be grateful. I should be grateful. Well, I also yes. needed to make a change. And it, yes. and, it, and and we would probably need to have a longer conversation to understand what that little avenue is that where you have grace, but you're also like, and you, you want to make a change. So there's I think something. there's something about like being grateful for what we have, but I think there's something in that, that attunes us to the what's next and what because I think we are progressive beings. We're meant to to grow and to and to seek further destinies and to push the bounds of our comfort zone and to we are here on an evolutionary journey that requires that we keep moving. So I think the ultimate thing is I think grace gives us the ability to hear our higher self and when we we get us, I think we're more attuned to what the soul's guidance is like, be grateful for this and prepare yourself for the what's next. And that doesn't invalidate how beautiful what we have here is. So I think there's something in that, that we can un take a second to unpack it. Go ahead. We yeah. Let me just minutes. have another second. Okay. So we rented our Lake Oswego house at the same time that we were living at the other place, yeah. we were paying two rents and we kept staying at the other place and not coming to the Lake Oswego place. We had all sorts of reasons that we felt would it would be more comfortable if we didn't take the cats back and forth because we were going to come back anyway, because we were going to babysit, you know, her sister's dog and cat. And so why don't we just stay for these three weeks instead of going over there? But it was still like, it was because my partner broke her toe and couldn't go up and down the stairs. And I was taking things up and down the stairs after the two of us were in two car accidents and were injured. And I was still having to empty the pea pot and all the things that I finally screamed out, we are going now. Mm -hmm. My comfort seeking self is often mm -hmm. much more strong than my change seeking self. 
There mm. is definitely some hero's journey thing that forces some of those changes when I would rather Absolutely. be comfortable, even being comfortable in my discomfort. Right. So for another moment and another time, you and I need to talk about this even more. Yeah, there obviously you have another there. point on this. Do you want to put in, do you want to put a bow I just, on it? I, I guess for this moment, I just want to say that in my, my nutshell is I don't think gratitude invalidates progress. I think it puts me in league with, it puts me on a vibrational connection to guidance and I think that means I might be even more attuned to when it is time to shift or time to move. And I'm not moving because one thing sucks and something's better. I think there's, it's, there's like, there, there's, there's grace. There's grace that comes from gratitude. So it doesn't have to be herky jerky bowl in a china shop. I hate this thing. So I'm out of here. There's kind of a, <laughs> like, I'm like this, like the ever, ever moving spiral of grace that moves us higher and higher and and as good as it gets it gets even better and it gets even better and like there's there's like i think there is an awe that we can be in the midst of that is guiding us through contrast and i think the part that is under our control is to is to be grateful for the whole of it. And maybe there is no end to this sentence. But there isn't. Now, I'm going <laughs> okay. to arbitrarily say thank you so much for listening and thank you for participating and co-creating. Thank you for everyone who's listening for listening and Joey Sutton, loveyourwaytohealth.com. Thank you so much for being my partner in shine on our Anatomy of Friendship podcast. And thank you so much for just being a lifelong bestie and I love you with my whole heart and soul and I'm grateful to the ends of the universe for you beyond mm. what words can say Igualmente, here's donuts Igualmente. Thank you for the donuts sweet dreams, thank you Thank you for listening to the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show If you enjoyed this episode, take a moment to like, subscribe comment and share it with your friends my show can be found on Apple iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to border my new book, A Crisis is a Terrible Thing to Waste, go to your favorite online or brick-and-mortar retailer, then head on over to kellysullivanwalden.com, tragic to magic. Input your order number and redeem your bonus gifts. I'm also excited to be offering a DreamWork practitioner training. So if that calls to you, go to kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash DreamWork. If you'd like to join me for the live recording of these shows, most Wednesdays at noon Pacific, you can find me on Facebook at Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams. If you have a question about your dreams or about how to transform your tragic into magic, email me at kelly at kellysullivanwalden.com. Until next time, remember, a crisis is a terrible thing to waste. And as you awaken to the power of your dreams, you make the world a lighter, brighter, more beautiful place, one dream at a time sweet dreams. 
I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.